Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good to see all of you. If we haven't met, my name is Kyle, and we're so glad you're here this morning. Welcome home to all of you online as well. Glad you're tuning in today. We have been in a series called Jesus Is, and we're continuing in that. We'll wrap that up next week. We're looking forward to next week's message, but we're excited about today, and we've been learning who Jesus is. I was uh, doing some premarital counseling one time with a couple, and I said, tell me how you guys met, and they said, we met online. We filled out a profile on each other, and they said it took us a while to kind of figure out if the other person was telling the truth or not, and eventually we met, and we ended up falling in love, and, and there was kind of this profile thing that they do in order to, to meet each other and to, to get together. I got to thinking about that because this series, for some of us, I'm just assuming that there's some of us that maybe don't have a relationship with God, don't really know who Jesus is, and this series is a way for us to know who He is, and more importantly, what He referred to Himself as. So this is not just a profile about Jesus today that we're learning about. This is Jesus, and we're getting that from God's Word today. And the focus of today's message is called, Jesus is the light of the world. Say that with me. Jesus is the light of the world. In fact, today we're going to learn that we're called as followers of Christ to live in the light of Christ and to reflect the light of Christ. We're going to say that throughout the message and especially towards the end. We are called to live in the light and reflect his light. To live in the light and reflect his light. Let's say that. To live in the light and reflect his light. And this is possible because Jesus is the light of the world. We're going to start out in John chapter 8. We're going to look at a bunch of scripture today. But in John chapter 8 verse 12, he says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in what, church? In darkness. You won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And so this morning, a reminder for some of us, maybe truth for the first time for others, Jesus is the light, and apart from Jesus, we live in the darkness. And that's just the reality of it this morning. Listen to this passage of scripture. This is the message we've heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God. In fact, I don't remember what the latest poll is, but I used to think or used to hear that like 88% of people uh, believe in God, and I don't know what percentage would even say that they're a Christian. It's fairly high. But the truth is, according to what John's saying here, that we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. So here's what we need to know today. We don't have to live in the darkness that sin creates. We can live in the light that Jesus creates through his death and resurrection. Aren't you glad this morning? We can live in the light because he is the light. We don't have to live in the darkness that sin creates. So we're going to look at several scriptures today. The scripture is going to do the sermon this morning. Listen to this. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have two things. We have fellowship with each other. And we also have the blood of Jesus, his son, 
that cleanses us from all sin. Now listen to this. If we claim we have no sin, let's finish it together, we are fooling ourselves and not living in, in the truth. But listen to this. If we confess our sins to him, I love this. Because I think just because we got so many here today, somebody's in the middle of a sin or in the middle of a depression or they're in the middle of an addiction or they're struggling with something they feel like that they just, you know, they've gone too far, they've done too much. Um, But listen to this. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins if we confess our sins. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, from all, from all wickedness. It doesn't say some, but from all wickedness. Listen to these conditions. If we confess our sins, we're just jumping into it today. If we confess our sins to him, confess, repent. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, and when we think of sin, every denomination church has a different definition, but ours is a willful transgression against a known law of God. So when we willfully transgress against the known law of God, if we, do the, we know we shouldn't do it, you know, it's like with your, with your kids, don't eat another cookie. Your parent, you know, you're saying, don't eat another one. And you go in the other room. They willfully, you told them not to, they willfully go in and grab a cookie. That's sin. If we claim we've not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that his word, let's read it, has no place in our hearts. So this morning, Jesus is the light of the world and we can have his light and reflect, reflect his light and we don't have to be chained to our sin, but we can live free from sin and be cleansed. I love this word. Cleanse us from all wickedness. Listen to this. We know that our sinful selves were cru- crucified with Christ so that sin might lose what? Its power. So that sin might lose its power in our lives. I've shared with you many times over the years I used to be someone who didn't tell the truth. It had a grip on me. It was a sin that, you know, was in my life. And when I came to Christ and I gave Christ my whole life, it lost its power in my life because Jesus had came in. We are no longer slaves to sin for when we died with Christ, this is so rich. When we died with Christ, we were set, we were set We were set free from the power of sin. Now, someone online or here this morning, you need to hear that. Jesus died, became the light of the world, so that you and I could be set free from the chains and the bondage and the oppression of sin. Amen? Listen to this. And since we died with Christ... Now... Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Because some of us might be like, what in the world does that mean? Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live that Christ lives in me. There, there's a process that we, that of us giving our lives completely over to Christ, surrendering ourselves to Christ, saying, Lord Jesus, you have control of my tongue. I surrender my mouth to you. I surrender my finances to you. 
I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my pride to you. And on and on and on it goes. And because of that, death no longer has power over Christ and no longer has power over us. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. Listen to this. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be, let's read it, dead to the power of And alive to God. How? Through Christ Jesus. Now listen to this, okay? Do not let sin control the way that you live. Let's read it. Do not give in to sinful desires. We, Jesus is the light of the world. We're called to live in the light and reflect his light. And we're called to not let the sinful nature control us, Galatians says, but let the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, control us. And we know what the Spirit's saying through his word. Listen to this. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin Instead, give yourselves, let's read those yellow words, completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. Think about those words for just a second. Completely to God. The word completely. I got to thinking about that because as believers, we're called to give our lives completely over to God. I mentioned the tongue, I mentioned the things that we think about. Let's just take the tongue as an example because every once in a while you run across somebody who loves some good gossip. Man, they love to pass it along. Or, the, you know, right now in the, in the context of the political climate that we're in, you can't find very many people that are neutral. People have opinions all over the place about things. Now, take politics, take your tongue, take another sensitive topic that you could think of this morning. What would happen? How would you respond with your tongue during the political climate and so on at school? All kinds of different things that we could mention today. What would happen if we really sincerely had given Christ our lives and we are completely surrendered to him? How would that impact our gossip? How would that impact when we're angry? I mean, think about that for real. Because even though we completely give our lives to Christ, we still get angry. How many of you have been angry in the last month? Raise your hand if you've been upset, all right? And the ones that aren't, don't have their hand in their head, you're, you're probably not telling the truth, okay? All of us at some point have been angry before. Jesus was angry. Jesus got angry. He never sinned, but he got frustrated. But we are called to give our lives completely over to Christ, even in our anger. See, in our anger, we're called not to sin. So we think of this word completely. He said, here's the don't, here's the do. Here's the don't, here's the do. Don't let your part, don't let the part of your body become an instrument of evil to sin. Do give yourselves completely to God. Completely to God. Listen to this. 
So use your whole body. You know, the Bible says that our, we're a temple of the Holy Spirit. When I was a kid, I went, we went to this small church in the middle of nowhere. Um, and you even hear it in other churches too, but I remember as a kid them saying, don't run in the sanctuary. Well, that's not true. You just you don't run in the building. Because this building is not the sanctuary. It used to be in the Old Testament, the, the sanctuary was a place. But Jesus came so that we are the sanctuary. We are the temple of God. And our response as followers of Christ is to keep our temple clean, to keep our, our temple pure, to do what's right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, it says, for you no longer live under the requirements of what? Of the law. Instead, let's finish it together, you live under the freedom of God's grace. He's saying, now now remember, because you are set free from the bondage of sin, you're no longer under the law, but you are set free to live in God's grace. Now, I asked you at the beginning of the service to turn to John chapter 8, or I told you we were going to be in John chapter 8, and we were in verse 12. And just before verse 12, and just before that story there, there, we see the story of the woman caught in adultery. Because remember... Live under the freedom of God's grace. Jesus is getting ready to explain to this woman that's caught in the act of adultery how she can do that. She's getting ready to explain who the, who the light of the world is. There's a woman who, she was having an affair with someone. They were in the middle of the action. Someone barges in, grabs her, takes her from the bed, probably maybe has a sheet. I don't know, throws her before Jesus down on the ground. And the people that are trying to trip Jesus up, they feel like they've got him now. So they're like, hey, you know what the law says. I've got my rock right here. See us all? We've got a rock. We know what happens. The law says we are to stone her. That's what the law says. And Jesus was coming to say there's a, there's a new law in town. And that law is made possible because I'm the light of the world through Christ. Jesus came to fulfill the law, actually. He says, I tell you what, since you guys are so huffy to get started on killing her, the first person without sin, you go first. You bat lead off. Go ahead. Of course, no one does because they know at some point they've sinned. So you can hear the rocks just hit the dirt. Jesus is the light of the world. All of us in some way, shape, or form are that woman. Guilty. So now, it's just Jesus and this lady. There might have been a long silence that went by, or maybe it was right away, but at some point Jesus says, woman, where are your accusers? I picture her, it doesn't say how she is, but I've always pictured her kind of humped up in a ball down on the ground. I don't know. And maybe she looks up and she looks around and there's no one there. Well, there are no accusers. 
And Jesus gives her what he always gives. He gives two things. He always gives grace, and he always gives truth. We know, all, we know people who give nothing but grace, and their kids grow up and they're spoiled. And we know people who always give truth. They're always judgmental and critical. Jesus is always both. And he looks at this woman who's, I mean, how, can you really get much more feeling ashamed And he says, woman, where are your accusers? She says, they're not here. He said, listen, neither do I condemn you. He says, get up. Grace. Because she wasn't supposed to get up. If you know the law, she's supposed to be stoned. Get up and go. Grace. And then here's the truth. Stop. Stop. Go and sin no more. Jesus is the light of the world. And because he's the light of the world, we don't have to be the woman. Guilty. Without Christ, we are all guilty. Amen? We are all guilty without Christ. Jesus came so that we wouldn't be guilty. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, because the woman got up and left... Does that mean that we can go on sinning? Let's read the yellow words. Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to, leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to, leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the, of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using this illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led to even deeper into sin, Right? Led deeper into sin. Man, sin has a way of taking us deeper, doesn't it? Takes you longer. But keeps you longer. Takes you farther. And costs you more. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become what church? Holy. Let's be honest, that creates a little bit of a tension for us because most people don't really think of themselves as holy. And the truth is, we are not holy, but the Holy Spirit that can live in us is holy. Amen? And we can be set free. And I believe this morning that maybe there's somebody online or somebody here that you've been dealing with a sin or dealing with something, and I'm up here talking, and you're not even listening to me. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. And you just need to know today, you can be set free, just as the woman was set free. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. If you're not following Christ, you can do whatever you want, the Bible says. Do whatever you want. Look, you're free from the obligation to do right. But listen... 
If when you do right, or when you do the wrong thing, when you do whatever you want, what was the result? Shame. You are now ashamed of the things you used to do. Remember, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You're now ashamed of the things you used to do. Things that end in eternal... We don't say that word a lot, but eternal doom. But now, here's the good news, you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves to God. Isn't this good? This word's good. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. Here's maybe a scripture some of us have heard. For the wages of sin is death. Let's read it. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. When we give our lives to Jesus, we're under new management. Do we know that? Like, when you're, when you're somewhere and someone's just being super negative, just negative, 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 talking nasty about something or somebody, and you're the light of Christ. You're under new management. You have the light. You're not the light. Christ is the light. But Christ's light is in you. You are bringing the light into that ugly. Sometimes the light just, you know what, I'm not going to participate in this. You are the light of Christ when people are angry. You are the light of Christ when you're angry. You are the light of Christ when things are down. You are the light of Christ when the political climate is, is the way it is. You are the light of Christ during a pandemic. You are the light of Christ. Actually, Christ is the light. Sorry, my brain. You, you reflect his light. We reflect his light. Christ is the light, but we reflect his light. When we give our lives to Jesus, we are under new management. Listen to this. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Let's read it. The old life is gone. A new life has become begun. We are called to reflect his light. Listen to this scripture by A.W. Tozer. If I, am, if I am to wholly follow the Lord Jesus Christ, I must forsake everything that is contrary to him. How about this quote by Billy Graham? When we come to Christ, we're no longer the most important person in the world to us. Christ is. Instead of living only for ourselves, let's finish it. We have a higher goal to live live in the light of Christ and reflect the light of Christ. Let's read that. Live in the light of Christ and reflect the light of Christ. So my first question is, are you living in the light of Christ? And this morning, if, if you aren't, you can. 
Jesus came and died so that we can live in the light of Christ. Are you reflecting his light in your actions? That's a question we all have to ask ourselves. Is there evidence that God is real in your life? Jesus said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise who? Your heavenly Father. Jesus is the light of the world, so live and reflect his light. So this morning as our band comes today, I just have a simple question for us today. Do you, do you know Christ? Do you have a relationship with him? If you don't know him this morning, you can know him. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, we can be saved. Are you reflecting his light to those around you? You know, hard times is a great opportunity to reflect Christ to other people. All of us probably know someone who's gone through some really difficult things, and in the midst of all of that, they were, cry, they were, they were like Jesus. That goes a long way with people. Maybe you know someone today who doesn't know Christ, who doesn't have a relationship with him, and you'd like to come and just pray for them. Maybe you know someone that's maybe not reflecting Christ. You'd like to pray for them. 9-11 was yesterday. We've got a lot of people that are remembering families that are hurting. We don't have to know them personally to pray for them. Maybe you'd like to come and pray for them. I don't think I have to convince anybody that there's a lot of tension in the world right now. Maybe you'd like to come and pray for our leaders, pray for our country, pray for our world. Jesus is the light of the world. And we're called to reflect that light. Let's stand together this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you today, Lord, that you love us that you care about us, that you desire, Lord, to be in our hearts. Father, today I pray, Lord, that we would live in your light, that we would reflect your light. We give you praise and glory for who you are. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen.